0: This is. Blockbuster Film School Office Hours! Blockbuster Film School Office Hours! It's Blockbuster Film School Office Office Hours. Office Hours. Office Hours.
1: Well, hello, hello! Welcome in. It's Office Hours time. You lovely, lovely film students. I am one of your professors here at the Blockbuster Film School, Mister Alexander Howard Bonner, joined as always by Mister Nicholas Top Gun Souter.
0: My middle name is actually Maverick Top Gun Two. That is correct. <laughs> like I don't want to be. I don't wanna be that guy. <laughs> I apologize.
1: I'm terribly sorry to your familial name. Okay, Top Gun Two Maverick. <laughs> Welcome in. We're doing an office hours where we do a little bit of a quick but informative episode here at the Blockbuster Film School. We've got some important film knowledge to impart to you. And here in these trying times, which is
0: the dumbest thing that everyone says,
1: here in these trying times.
0: here at- Everyone always has to try. The people who uh, don't try have been dead for centuries. Uh, and they have Toyota tried.
1: in these trying times just still buy our car. How does that help us? How does this help us during yeah. COVID? What are you talking about?
0: It dream's trying times. Give me times. a fucking Toyota. Yeah, they cost the same. I'll take a Yaris. I don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, you're going to give us some? Give, give me a, a car. Jerks. All right, so we're not talking about
1: that. We're talking about movies, motion pictures. We're Talkies. Gonna, talkies, if you will. I don't think we have any silent films on here. I don't think so. So this office hours, we know it's a winter nightmare for a lot of America. Even if you live in Florida, it's horrifying. 60 degrees. How well we live. How
0: will we live through the week? Also, let's just call it this. If you live in the Midwest, it's a fucking winter nightmare. Yes. If you live anywhere else, it's a goddamn nightmare. It is a goddamn nightmare. (laughs) Welcome to Nightmare Streaming Picks. Absolutely. It is the winter here
1: in the Northern Hemisphere. If you live in Australia... Good day. And congratulations. Watch out for the fucking snakes and spiders. (laughs) Yes. And congratulations on your summer. Try not to burn the place to the ground. Also, beware of Paul Hogan. If you fuck with his money, he will literally cut you with a Bowie knife. Okay. So, here's the deal. We're going to give you three picks that are streaming on. Three picks each. Correct. Thank you. That's why you're here, Nick. And I love you. Also, Super Producer Brian Tapps is making sure we don't say anything too incendiary. So we are giving you three picks of movies that are currently on streaming major streaming services
0: <laughs> that you can watch. You have no idea how hard I'm trying not to say that Katy Perry is Jamie Ramsay. <laughs>
1: Also, me and Nick watched Batman Forever the other night, and we came to a conclusion that the glasses that Val Kilmer is wearing look as though they are the glasses that jean Jean-Benet Ramsey's dad wore during the entire investigation. So that's a fun fact for you.
0: Also, if you're keeping up with (laughs) Blockbuster Film School, which you should be. Absolutely. On Spotify and Stitcher and all this other shit, and our Patreon and the YouTube and that. Also, check out the Instagram. Nick does a great job on it. Thank you. But... um. I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. Batman Forever. Yes. Is dumb as fuck, (laughs) but it's a good movie. It honestly is very watchable. Yeah. There's a lot of dumb shit in it, but it's like every other Joel Schumacher movie. It's a lot of everything and (laughs) most of it sticks. Go
1: back and listen
0: to our Joel Schumacher
1: episode. I recently, after we watched Batman Forever, I then watched St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah. And it is – it is. I stand by my statement that it is rich white children with problems. Yeah. I don't care. It's so care. hard to
0: fall asleep to, by the way. Oh, it's- when you hear the song, <laughs> not that it was loud, but it was just loud. I was like, what the fuck is that? And I went to the bathroom and I saw Emilia Estevez and um, – not John Cryer – talking in a uh- laundromat. And I knew – the moment Andrew McCarthy. Andrew McCarthy. Yes. The moment I saw them, the song kicked back in my head and everything made sense.
1: Also, the fact that Rob Lowe, Benjamin from Wayne's World, is a famous saxophone player is only something that could exist in the 80s. But I will say, Rob Lowe's hair, everybody's hair in that movie, is a testament to Joel Schumacher's filmmaking. Yeah. Because it was the 80s where everyone had stupid hair. But to this day, in St. Elmo's Fire, everybody's hair looks un leaveable It's
0: true. I, it's so good. I, You watched it on Prime, right? I did.
1: Is that one of your picks? It is not one of my picks, but let's get into it. Very nice transition there. Thanks. Headmaster. All right. So, Nicholas, streaming on streaming services that most people have. If you don't have them, I appreciate that you live in a cabin in the woods. Please don't send us a mail bomb.
0: Okay, so- Uh, Send us your manifesto. Absolutely. Yes. Please do that. Send the mailbomb to somebody who deserves it. Yeah. Like professors at Northwestern. I
1: only say that because that's what the Unibomber used to do. Okay. So, all right. Nicholas, what is your first streaming service and your first pick
0: on my streaming service? My first pick. Yes, sir. Is available on the Jeff Bezos Network. Ah, yes. Fuck. (laughs) It is uh, The Love Witch. Ooh. The Love Witch is from 2016. I don't think a lot of people have seen it. It is directed by Anna Biller. It stars Samantha Robson. It is a parody satire homage ah. to like... C'est Très Francais. (laughs) Uh-huh. To 60s horror films and suspense films and also Technicolor films. It's very bright. It's super vibrant. Dario Argento, yes. Yes. Um... Here's the thing though Annabelle has only made two films. Ooh. They are both, if you've listened to me talk about movies before, you'd be very shocked that I've picked someone who's uber feminist. She doesn't make a movie unless she knows she can make it her way. She edited, directed, produced, and scored this movie. Dope. Yeah, she did it <laughs> the same. She is. Shane Carruth, if Shane Carruth wasn't a piece of shit. (laughs) Interesting. But this movie, so like our main character is played by Samantha Robson. She goes to a new town to get over the death of the person she was in love with. And then you find out that she is a witch who makes these potions to make men fall in love with her. A love witch. A love witch, if you will. But here's the thing. They all die from loving her so much. As you do. As you do. <laughs> she's like, It's like a play on the femme fatales. A play on everything. Just watching this movie, it's very simple. Yes. But there are so many levels to it. It's insane.
1: I'm so glad you bring it up. I actually have not watched it yet, and I love the trailer for yeah. it. But that's crazy. I- it's
0: so fun. It's just like a seesaw movie. It goes mm-hmm. back and forth between really light and airy and fun, mm-hmm. and then the heavy kicks in. It's like, Jesus Christ. So, what like happened? an Gento movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like crazy
1: Italian yeah. horror movies.
0: Welcome to the ballet. And then yours are heart stabbed <laughs> over and over. <laughs> we were just having a play. Now you're assassinated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm Jennifer Conley. Your family's dead. <laughs> but, anyways, yeah, The Love Witch is just fantastic. Nope. It's underrated, underseen. It deserves an audience. And can we please, please, Get Anna Biller some fucking money to make another movie. Agreed. Agreed. She has such a cool style
1: and understands all those dope Italian horror exploitation movies so well. And agreed. agreed Also,
0: I'm going to put this out there: if you are getting over smoking cigarettes or have a fear of smoking (laughs) cigarettes again. Don't watch this because this movie makes smoking cigarettes look really cool. Also, don't watch St. Elmo's Fire uh, because you
1: also want to smoke (laughs) a (laughs) cigarette. You, for some reason, want to smoke a cigarette and start playing the saxophone. doesn't make any sense. doesn't make any sense at all. All right. uh, My first pick, it's interesting. I will go a little bit off of yours. I'm also picking a horror film, if Mm. you will. Yeah. It is on Netflix. It is Remy Weeks' initial film. It is called His House. Oh, yeah. It's a, I would say, an ex- one of the first horror movies I've seen in a long time that is both extremely spooky and also has a point to it that actually makes a certain amount of sense. A couple who, in the very beginning of the film, escapes from a harrowing situation in South Sudan. They are refugees. They go to England They are accepted into England as refugee status, but not quite citizen status, so they're caught up in the bureaucracy of the modern world, and they are given a townhouse that they absolutely must live in while their refugee status is processed for them to be citizens. So they can't leave. They can't go back to where they're from. They're not from England. They're trapped here, truly. And the townhouse they're given is incredibly haunted Ooh. and it is such an interesting element of these people have been through so much and they're very tough. They're very powered by intestinal fortitude, but this shit is nuts. It is kind of a flip of like poltergeist or something where the rich suburbanites have their house haunted. Oh no, I've got so much money invested. It's literally like, fuck you ghost. Ghost. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going back to where I'm from. You're not – oh, wait. Or maybe you are scarier than where are from. It's such a spooky, cool idea, and I truly loved it. I'm very curious to see what Remy Weeks does after this. I want to look back and see some of his short films, but this is his first movie, and I was blown away. I thought it was really cool and really spooky and brought a very, very different edge to horror movies that I hadn't seen in a while. Yeah. A kind of short,
0: I haven't seen this yet, but I remember you talking about it when you saw it, mm-hmm. and I am. it's on my list. I'm very interested. My ADD is so bad lately, I can't finish anything. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting.
1: That's very fair. It's very fair. I think you'll finish this pretty easily. As okay. It's very riveting. I genuinely got frightened a few times, but I'm a ghoul, so I don't know what scares you. I don't know what the rating is of eight skeletons out of a ten. I wouldn't go quite go that high.
0: I'd say seven skeletons out of yeah. ten. I'm Nothing really scares me except for documentaries about our crumb. <laughs> or just watching the news. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> I don't watch the news. <laughs> I'm on survival mode. Uh, okay, let's
1: forget about the news. All right, Nick, what is your second streaming pick that people should watch in the never ending plague winter nightmare that we live in?
0: Well, speaking of plagues and nightmares and uh, horror films. Yes, yes. This is not quite a horror film. To quote George Lucas. Kind of poetry. Ah, uh, go back and listen to our George Lucas episode. Absolutely, it's one of I my favorites. Talk shit for two
1: hours. <laughs> and Don't worry, he is not going to kill us yet. He just no. we just got a note that says, "I know what you did last week," <laughs> and it's signed Jar Jar, which was strange. Yeah. I thought that was weird.
0: So this movie is older. It's from nineteen eighty two. It is weird that you said. This is no silent film. It's not a silent film, but there is no dialogue. Ooh. This is from Joffrey is this Reggio, pornography? But everyone's going to know it because it's that movie with all the moving pictures with the Philip Glass score. It is Koyan Kwatsi. Koyan Kwatsi. K- uh, there we go. Sorry. There we go. Yeah. What he said. Basically, Wow. this is a movie. You brought Koyan Kwatsi into this. I did. I had to. It's on Amazon now. I remember the fucking room yeah, I was in yeah, in grade school when they grade showed us the, they showed us this in grade school. Did they keep your eyes open? Like in <laughs> clock records. I was one of five people we didn't fall asleep. <laughs> I was so fucking into it. Wow. And everyone else was just, like, they passed out. This was literally one of those things like, we don't have anything to do. Put this on, let them watch. And like the teacher was like, pretty sure filling out a dating profile. I have no idea. <laughs> but This movie (laughs) is a fucking time warp. Everybody in the, the the whole idea that they showed us was like, what year do you think this was made? What do these people look like? Like, It was supposed to be like a social experiment with us. It was like, look at this and watch them. What is this about? What are they doing? How does it attach? Like it was only like 10 or 12 years after this movie was made. And it was very similar and very different and jarring. And if you watch it now, I'm 37, so 38 years. Uh, uh. I know. 38 years later. <laughs> 38 years later? <laughs> Were you
1: one years old? What are you talking about? Well, it came out in 82. Oh, I see. What I, was you said. To, 30, oh, right. I was born oh, in 82. Oh, when you saw it. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right, just right, trying to I figure get, out. Right.
0: I'm such an egomaniac. I yeah. only figure out what year it is. Got it. Or how old something is based <laughs> on when I was born. I see. I see. Yes. Because
1: it's three movies. It's like Coen Esquatzi. Coen Yeah, and.
0: The quads are haya going to got Something like that, yes. <laughs> you have to watch this. Basically, the premise of the movie is time-lapse video and yeah. regular speed video and slow motion where it's just showing man's separation from nature. Yeah. And God damn it.
1: Ah, yeah. It
0: is just a kick in the face. It's like Inconvenient Truth, which came out like 30 years later. This is what's going to happen. This is what's happening now. You're not going to do anything about it, but you can watch this later and be like, well, I should have done something. This is that movie.
1: I went to the North Carolina school of the arts for like a semester. And at the film school, they showed us one of the first thing they showed us was Kwanis Kwanis Kwanis. Katsi. And like you said, it's a visual poem Yeah, and you watch it and you take from it what you take from it. But I definitely agree with that. It has a message. It has a message about civilization and mankind. And you could tell some people who went, out of watching it in the little student theater who were like, whatever, bro. And then some people were very shaken by it. And then I just sort of internalized it. And now I'm just realizing that I am insane because I watched it back then, I think, maybe.
0: I watched it in grade school, so how fucking that nuts am it, I? Wow. Yeah, wow. this is why we have podcasts.
1: <laughs> so watch it during the winter just yeah, to relieve great. the misery of what's going on. <laughs> also, I have I have to bring
0: this up. Yes. And I think if super producer Brian Tapps had a mic, he'd agree. Any movie, he's nodding. A, he's not. He's just yeah. won't stop nodding. It's frightening how much he's nodding. Any movie that has a score, an original score with Philip Glass, it's very good. It's very good. The score is very good. The title track is creepy shit. Oh yeah, check it out. Listen to the score. Watch the movie, and then just um, panic attack yourself to sleep. Uh, that's
1: a nice, that's a nice recommendation. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, ah! <laughs> on, All right. So my second pick, I am going to go with something a little different, but also I guess I would say slightly disturbing, but I greatly enjoyed it. It is a 2015 film. If you haven't seen it yet, I'm reiterating that it won best picture in 2015. It's another one where the best Batman should have won an acting award. He didn't. A lot of people in it should have won acting awards. They didn't. I'm going to toss out Liv Schreiber in this. It is a movie called Spotlight, directed by Mm. Tom McCarthy. It is on Netflix. It's still on Netflix. Even if you have no concern with anything going on with organized religion, particularly with the Catholic Church in the United States, even if you have no concern about what's going on with journalism, in the United States and some of the problems it faces, even if you don't give a shit about the world at all. The acting, the writing, the mayhem of Spotlight is so fascinating. There's no action sequences, I would say. There's no car chases. There's no sex scenes. But yet, it is one of the most riveting, fascinating movies I've ever seen. There is no moment where I was not Fully glued. And every time I watch it, it just comes on and I start watching it all the way through. You watch people investigate a systematic crime. Just so you guys know, the Catholic Church allowed a bunch of weird priests to rape children for possibly a millennia.
0: At least. But
1: known for at least a couple of decades. And some reporters in Boston, it's based on a true story basically wouldn't back down in one of the most Catholic cities in the world. And they were like, no, this shit's going on. It's some fucked up shit. And they talk to survivors. It sounds like it's a dark, uninteresting watch. It sounds like it's a sad watch. I don't think it is.
0: If anything, it'll rejuvenate your faith in humanity. I agree. It's a bunch of people seeking out truth. Yes. It's not for them. They're not trying to fucking build up their careers. They're trying to... Help people and save other people who are going to be harmed. Yes. Uh, the Hulk is great in it. Batman's great in it. Why am I forgetting your name? She's Rachel amazing. McAdams Rachel is great McAdams in it. Rachel McAdams is amazing in it. Stanley Tucci is so good. Stanley
1: Ch- I mean, it's- He steals every scene he's in. It's such a great ensemble thing. You learn so much about journalism in America. You learn so much about how religion works in America. I mean, it's such a wild movie. And Even if you don't learn Dick, it's- a bunch of amazing yeah. actors with amazing writing. Tom McCarthy is very quickly moving up the chain. I know he has been an actor. He was in we were talking about he was in the wire, but
0: such a good actor. I might punch him in the face if I ever meet him. That is fair. That is fair. He
1: has a very punchable face. But his movies are really, really not all of them are really, really good, but he occasionally makes some great ones. And I, I start to get the feeling based on Spotlight that Man, he's starting to really yeah. hit a stride. And if you're looking for a new interesting director who you haven't really seen something from, I mean, one best picture, okay? And I know that doesn't always mean anything. Uh, crash. Uh, uh, sorry, I coughed the word crash because that movie sucks. But that...
0: But, I would s- I very plainly say Green Book.
1: Yes. I would make a full seven out of 10 best pictures are at the very least, very good movies. Yeah. they I agree with that. They're maybe not the best movies ever. They're maybe not your favorite movies, but seven out of 10 are very, very good movies, and Spotlight is an amazingly good movie. Underrated, I still think, even though it won Best Picture, and I think if you're sitting around with nothing to watch, it's on Netflix. Do yourself a favor. Two hours will
0: fly by. Yeah. It's a mastercrafted acting mm-hmm. The whole movie's conversations, the climax of conversations. Yes. The really montages incredible. in here while they're investigating and talking to survivors. Yeah. That's the most heartbreaking part. Yeah. I saw this movie three times in theaters. It's good. It's yeah. really good.
1: I've watched it a bunch. I love it. I think it's a great movie. And as you said, I don't think it's a downer. I think it's an uplifting movie. I yeah. think it's about intrepid reporters exposing something and lifting up people and shining a light truly on something that should Have a light shown on it. It's a great title. It's good. Nick, what is your third and final winter nightmare apocalypse pick?
0: I am switching from the um, Lex Luthor company. Ah, (laughs) to something on HBO max. Nice. Is that like Pepsi max? It is. (laughs) All the videos are by Papa Roach (laughs) with less calories. It's less, less, but hmm. still the same flavor. Yeah. Less calories, same flavor. More cinemaxy. I'm going to go with Waiting for Guffman. Oh, wow. Waiting for I'm Guffman. I'll bite my pillow. I'll do it. <laughs> Waiting for Guffman. If you haven't seen it, yes. It is absolutely amazing. I'm snapping, I'm snapping for it. Everything about this movie is perfect. Christopher Guest. Christopher fucking Guest. Eugene Levy. Oh, man. You're bastard people. Yeah. You're bastard people. Oh, man. <laughs> Catherine O'Hara. Oh, is a masterpiece. I, she might win Cross. an Oscar. Or a Golden Globe. Nominated for Golden Globe today. Yeah, she should win. Eugene Levy should win. This is back in like 1999. Mm. This is why. Um, Party girl. What's her name? Oh, uh, Parker Posey. Parker Posey. Oh yeah, Parker. I really I just forgot your name, especially in the Christopher Guest movies. She's a, the best work she does in yes. the Christopher Guest movies. Yes, agreed. Aside from like the Day Trippers,
1: I know, but I still would put her in Waiting for Guffman as well as for your consideration. Yeah, Parker no. Posey
0: unbelievable her bit. her christopher guest stuff is the best yes it is loosely plotted it has a plot it's sure. loosely scripted all improvised if you're unfamiliar it's amazing. with christopher guest this is a great entry yeah. point this just is just jump in also christopher guest in this movie is at the top of his game as well as directing he is absolutely hilarious everyone in this movie is hilarious it's dark outside or it's not. We're in a nightmare. None of this fucking matters. (laughs) This could be the best year of your life. It could. Waiting for Guffman will just make you laugh nonstop. And at the end of it, you'll go, what else do you make? (laughs) So true. There's a bunch of stuff. I absolutely love waiting
1: for Guffman. It is. Obviously I saw Christopher Guest. you know, back when he was in like princess bride and stuff. Yeah. Spinal tap. Absolutely. Spinal tap is kind of the first one. That's secretly a Christopher Guest movie, but Waiting for Guffman is the just first. Just keep folding the bread. It just keeps getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> but it is the first true Christopher Guest movie. It's amazing. It's about local theater. It's unbelievably funny, and so much is stolen from it. Every time a Christopher Guest movie comes out, everyone steals everything from it that they can. You'll yeah. notice it in every sitcom you watch, but it's the origin. It's the base code. It's so good. I agree, 100%. My last one, I think I've mentioned it before. I've watched it again. I've ma- I made sure to watch it two times to make sure that it was good. Last Boy Scout? <laughs> no, good Lord. Jesus. It is a Harmony Korine movie. It came out in 2019. It is called The Beach Bum, and it stars Matthew McConaughey, who is a successful poet who is married to a very, very wealthy actress, Uh, who's played by Ilsa Fisher, and Ilsa Fisher starts cheating on him with Snoop Dogg. And he's not that upset, but he realizes his life is not what he thought it was. And he goes on a quest, a weird Florida quest, to figure out what he's supposed to do with his life. I don't know why I like this movie so much, but I will say, Sometimes it's incredibly heartbreaking. Sometimes I cry from laughing at some of the shit in it. It is flabbergasting how interesting The Beach Bum is. Some of the poetry that McConaughey composed for back when The Beach Bum was a well-known poet is actually really good. It's incredibly well-written. Harmony Corinne, I think it's maybe his best directing. It's a weird hybrid between Gummo and Modern Hollywood. You start watching it and then it's over.
0: <laughs> it's unbelievable.
1: I don't know. Did you see The Beach Bum Nick? I haven't. Oh, I It is such a poets movie. It's so for you. I'm I telling.
0: love Harmony Corinne. Yes. Not just for the movies that you're but just being a world-class <laughs> fucking weirdo. If you... Agreed. I want to watch The Beach Bum, and then Please I suggest do. everyone does this as well. Yes. Watch The Beach Bum, and then watch his three, and only three appearances on David Letterman oh, before yeah. he was banned forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Oh, my God. That's a movie within itself. Watch The Beach Bum first. I want to watch it in spirit with everybody else. Please do. I also
1: chose it as well because it's a really nice... um. As you're in the middle of Mayhem Winter, if you are, it's set in South Florida and it's like a weird tropics spirit quest. It has this warmth to the whole thing. I will say, unlike some Harmony cringe stuff, I had never at any point got into a point where it was cringy or really was like just shock for the sake of shock. It truly kept this line of trying to figure out something about yourself, something about art, something about what's going on. And I felt something from it and like a poem. It was like a poem. Like you get something, you get what you get from it. And I felt very uplifted by it. I thought it was a movie that Hollywood would never truly make. It is a wild ass fucking movie. It's the beach bum. And uh, I highly, highly recommend it. Well, those are three picks. I know there's a ton of stuff, but if you like us here at the Blockbuster Film School and you trust our picks, I think you should watch them. Super producer Brian Tess does a great job. I'm Alex Bonner with, of course, the headmaster here, Mr. Nicholas Souter. Please follow us on Instagram, particularly we, Nicholas Sauter runs a fab at Blockbuster Film School. And uh, if you want to throw some bucks, we got the Patreon, but show will always be free. We don't mind. Like and subscribe, that helps. Leave us a review. It really does help. We love you guys. Tell your friends. And uh, we will see you next week here at the Royal Blockbuster Film School.